phone is interesting because you could, you could connect with people right away, uh, the texting and, you know. I've only begun this year to read e emails because emails are, they scare me. It says CC and there are a thousand names. Who are these people? You know what I mean? I, I'm saying, wait a minute, this is like, is this a personal email? What does that mean? You are going into the future. You talking to me? They always be me. The queen is dead. Uh, but, uh, we'll start from the beginning. Starting to start. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Hello. 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 Welcome to today's uh, podcast, which uh, we are resuming from our uh, own homes now. We are out of uh, the, the cesspool of. Uh, uh, Mumbai, essentially, of <laughs> Mumbai Film Festival, which uh, we, which I think we are yet to release some episodes in which you'll see how sick we got after a point uh, and we couldn't release the video versions of it. So I think uh, we are back here to talk about a film we sort of discussed a little bit uh, in Mumbai, but like sort of non-spoilery and, you know, in more, more of a hurry and sort of cobbled it together with a lot of other... Mm. Uh, films that we had to talk about but then it is a big film it is a film which will instigate debate so i think it's worthy of you know its own extensive episode uh full spoilery episode which i mean i don't think there's much of a spoiler in general about the film but i think now the film has sort of expanded some people have watched it it's still not out on apple right uh no, it's still uh there's still time so but I think there are ways of watching it, if not in the cinema, uh, other ways, not not great ways. I think the prints are not uh, great. Not anyways, great. not great. I've heard so. I've not seen it. Uh, but anyways, today we have uh, Sanjeet back with us, who is not moderating because his internet is iffy. Uh, we have Varun, uh, who's, uh, who was at Mami, but we only met him once because he was very busy. And we have Hemant again, who's joining from... Uh, directly from Kufia to Killers of the Flower Moon. I'm trying to think of any way in which we can link these episodes, but uh, <laughs> I am at a loss as to how. Dune will be the uh, the starter. <laughs> the moon, yes, yeah. yes. Uh, but yes, we'll uh, start with initial impressions and then dive headlong into your spoilers because I think everyone, uh, mm. who I, whoever's listened to the previous episode, sort of has an inkling of how some of us feel. But we have got mm. a nice split here, like two people. Uh, really, really love it. Two people like it. Let's be very clear. Not, it's not that people hate the killers of the flower yeah. here. It's a uh, reserved sort of, you know, appreciation rather than a love for it. Anyways, mm -hmm. but uh, initial impressions. We'll go first with Hemant, then Varun, then Sanjeet, and me. Can mm -hmm. yeah, Hemant, go ahead. Okay. Um. So, if you guys, if uh, remember, have you any any of you seen Kundun? Yeah, I have. Yes. Yeah. So, if you, I mean, you'll remember, okay, if, if you've seen all the movies in this filmography and then you reach mm. Kundun, 
Yes. Ah, so, isn't you saying the main the cinephilia is sort of back 
in the background. Yeah, that's all in the backdrop now. That is just yeah. reads it right. So it's it's become like uh, second nature to him. It's got nothing mm-hmm. to do with the actual content of the yeah of the story. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, and it's it. more. It's not documentarian, but it is uh, because in doc. I mean, in documentaries, you can you can take a narrative. Yeah. And twist it. Yeah. In this twisted narrative that you're you're telling it forward. Telling. Forward. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. A, it's it's not a retelling. It's not recontextualizing. Yeah. It's mm. honest depiction. Mm-hmm. And it's the only way he wants to show it, because it's it. because I mean it all comes came down to like that. I mean. I think the defining scene of the whole movie for me at least was in the bed when he's poisoning her and there's like the whole the the fire the in the background yeah. the fire that's going on yeah then yeah. the killing thing so mm-hmm. that that was that was basically the microcosm of like he wanted to show a struggle mm-hmm. but in the end you're doing it right mm-hmm. like, in the end you are poisoning your wife yes yes yeah like no yeah what you said i think moral compass is there is not there yeah. only i think that's a sort of and i think his commentary is that like any more in films you don't need a moral compass there is no yeah, need yeah. To villain and all this because it's very clear everyone is i guess even in like they keep saying like gen z audiences and the gen alpha audiences they want uh, more um, you know uh, you don't want positive representation oh, no. they want positive representation but you want agency the mm-hmm. more agency that you want and he's fighting for agency rather than representation and inclusiveness mm-hmm. Got it. and yes. this is where the agency comes in and but mm-hmm. in the oh. act of agency you're also killing them yeah of course yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so that was my bit mm-hmm. varun sir bolo uh, counter I, I, i guess i don't know if it's a counter actually because it's a very well put whatever I, i'm yeah. just going to give yeah. you my initial input yeah. i yeah. don't know whether i agree with him and entirely on the uh, honesty bit Mm-hmm. simply because uh, to me the casting is dishonest mm-hmm. in that it changes the the story and how uh, so it's factual mm-hmm. but it is uh, distanced from reality when you take 80 year old robert de niro to play 45 year old william hale mm-hmm. and you keep in mind the fact that about 40 years after hale was first indicted for these crimes so mm-hmm. mid 20s he was that's when he died but mm-hmm. when you see robert de niro in that role in the film you know for a fact he's not going to live 40 years mm-hmm. and i think to avoid that pitfall is why the film only states the age at which hale died mm. and doesn't tell us the year in which he died because okay. then that would be asking us to believe that robert de niro's character and not mm-hmm. let's call him that for the moment mm-hmm. lives to like 120 or whatever yeah and even robert de niro cannot live that long which is cinephiles might want him to yeah i felt that that's where the film lost me in in okay. casting both de niro and dicaprio much as mm-hmm. i love dicaprio i think it's yeah. one of his finest performances mm. but i f- and we had this textual conversation through when i i felt like dicaprio would have been fine as william hale and you bring a younger actor in to play ernest and the mm. whole I, i because also probably because i'm cold on the deniro performance i didn't it mm. didn't work for me at all mm-hmm. but as a whole like i know himant went into it in in depth but how i see killers of the flower moon is also uh, it's forsese's reaction to america today mm. um in the post george floyd sort of situation 
Mm-hmm. This is a story that is ripe for the telling, mm-hmm. and yeah. much as people might say, "Okay, an Osage filmmaker might have told it better," and that mm-hmm. would be perhaps too evil, there is an advantage to having Scorsese tell that story. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is reaches out to more people. Yeah, it reaches out to more people. Very, very mm-hmm. basic way of putting it, and Scorsese has done more than enough to give other filmmakers from yeah, uh, yeah. underrepresented backgrounds enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, of a voice through his own uh, channels over the years. Yeah. Similarly, I saw Irishman as a sort of counter to the not a counter but more a reflection of the Trump era where we were like suddenly mm. in this post-truth mm. world and mm-hmm. you didn't know what was the reality and what, what mm-hmm. who was lying mm. and that was sort of the story of Frank Sheeran as well. Yeah. You mm. don't know whether he actually killed Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah. Mm. He says he did, but is he doing it for the cred? Or did he actually do it? It's all told from his perspective, it's right? right? From whatever, like you don't exactly. know how much of it is actually sort of actually true. Yeah. How much of it and he's telling, even to gain sympathy, because in fact his story, for me at least, by the end has a slightly sympathetic edge too, even though, even though there is of course a lot of uh, whatever torment and like he himself is extremely flawed as a person, and you know, uh, there's so, an yeah. absolution there also. Yeah. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely, yeah, absolutely. So th- that way, I think uh, Killers of the Flower Moon is a step into that broader space of wanting to address a situation through a particular story. I don't know what he's going to do with the wager because mm. I don't see shipwrecks and pirates today unless he's talking about film piracy through that film. I, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I I, yeah. I I came away from Killers of the Flower Moon quite. I don't think Irishman left me as conflicted because I quite enjoyed mm. it as a film. Mm. This one did because unlike that that film where I liked almost all the performances, mm. here I did have a bone to pick with one of the central performances. Mm. I had, um, I in fact had a VFX issue with this one also. But mm. I'm not going to go there because I think later you go and go there yeah. when we are yes. Yeah. But it wasn't as bad as the Irishman. Irishman. I think mm. you could give mm. like a badly composited background for a change. Mm-hmm. But yeah, on the whole, I think fascinating film, but not not to me the greatest or among mm-hmm. the greatest things for series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sanjit. So so where I'm coming from is, mm. um, I think I'm putting this film in particular yeah. in the larger context of his cinema post 2010, mm-hmm. which is whatever Hugo, Wolf of Wall Street, uh, Silence. Irishman. Irishman and this. Mm-hmm. I think this is a, like if you watch every, everything he's done previous to this, uh, including yeah. Shutter Island and Departed, they were very specific to the genre also and to his style, like mm-hmm. the editing especially, which I think yeah. is a very much of his way of telling us a, a story or a character or whatever. Yeah. A situation. Um, I think a lot changed post-2010. I think post-Shutter Island, Hugo was a step in a different direction. But uh, do you uh, just so sorry just to is it uh-huh. that like uh, what is it character sort of story based in terms of how the editing is dictated? Because I feel all of them, all of whatever you're saying, are such different stories that you know Hugo probably demanded a different sort of editing because it's set during that. No, no, absolutely. That's yeah. what I'm coming. Yeah. I think um, so. The editing, irrespective of the films, have kind of existed. I mean, in essence, in every film. I mean, okay. there are not some cuts even in silence, but if you see a few shots and how they kind of 
Uh, hmm. I put into context. I don't know how much of you will remember the uh, the film, but there's a shot where um, Andrew Garfield's character is in captive, and hmm. he's sitting. It's like late in the night, and he's looking at a stool outside his cage. Hmm. There's this sort of very meditative kind of feeling to the whole, you know, the sequence. I mean, okay. the, the context might differ also. Sure. But what my point is, uh, I feel Wolf of Wall Street is still an outlier for me. in the whole thing because that kind of still harks back to more of goodfellas goodfellas in, right yeah and casino yeah. and that style but uh, he's kind of embraced this four act structure which is mm-hmm. which was more prevalent in the earlier cinema mm-hmm. which is not just telling story in just three phases but there's something more beyond the end yes mm-hmm. there's something more to tell which i think um, and i've spoken to i guess both drew and himan at some point that mm. how the irishman for me was a great culmination of his career in every sense and if you if you would stop making films at this point the irishman is the perfect end to it mm-hmm. uh similarly i think uh, i think even tarantino's once upon a time in hollywood is was a great culmination of his career but that's a separate thing mm. uh, what i'm trying to say is <clears throat> all that he's learned over the years kind of gets carried on to his yeah. the film that he does next in a way I think Killers of the Flower Moon, in many ways, is is a is still talking about a lot of themes from his earlier films in many ways. Yeah. But there are different versions of it, and yeah. the stylistic choices are also dictated by not just his sensibility but also the genre, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is western in many ways. So if you have seen the western from whatever the fifties, sixties, seventies, there is the kind of slow pacing to it. There is the kind of a lot of breathing space for you to understand what is happening in this. world i think some people just to mention i know i don't know how much this comparison holds but i know some people have called it his searchers if anything else so so uh, i guess john there ford, is some merit to that um, mm-hmm. the john for 1956 right 1956 uh, so i guess the emotions are very much you know the way they are presented could possibly be in one of those in that sense yeah. like yeah. how greed is kind of like the big theme right yeah and how it's kind of presented with characters is let's put it little liberally it's a little straight forward yeah it's not it's clear it's very like it's very clear uh, from the onset i feel like it's know, not like, trying to put the characters in a, like how uh, uh, there is certain criticism even by varun about about de niro in a sense mm-hmm. so i have not read the source material i'm coming into this mm-hmm. film without any knowledge of the context or the book or anything yeah i'm going mm-hmm. to this film blind except the first teaser that i watched and i have a bit of an idea then that mm-hmm. where the story is based and what the story is about and everything yeah. else but i guess what i liked about deniro's perspective was his superiority the supreme like how he's put into context the white supremacy thing yeah i think that's where i kind of liked his acting as well as his performance and the portrayal of the character and the situation mm-hmm. and for me dicapri was much more of a person lost in this machinery mm. so the fool i feel the fool the just i mean yeah i mean that's that's the one place i feel wo whatever ariasta comparison he made i think that yeah. is the where place where the bo wala comparison almost makes sense in the sense uh-huh. that he is very like of course it it's not psychoanalytical in this sense yeah. but like here wo hai characters are similar in the sense that both of them are like basically puppets in some senses puppets, like yeah. work yeah yeah in yeah 
and then there are many other things that i liked in the film uh including lily gladstone as a performer she's fantastic in the film mm-hmm. um i think so i'm not saying it's a perfect scorsese film okay yeah. even though i love it i absolutely mm-hmm. love it i think mm-hmm. there are things that were possibly i felt the maddening of uh, of dicaprio comes in a little later which i thought should have come a little earlier mm-hmm. for some reason i mean there must be a reason to it which i haven't kind of not figured out yet yeah. uh, so bits like this which are which are not let's not say they're problems detrimental right? ha huh? like uh, but uh-huh. i just felt a personal choice more or less huh. yeah. but i still think it's a fantastic fantastic film. yeah what do you think yeah so i mean from the sublime to the whatever i mean it it feels uh, i think i've thought about this movie much more than i actually thought i would be thinking about just because i think we've had like discussions in such a scattered mm. way yeah. um again i am i love whatever he generally does scorsese i'm a big fan i mean i, I think uh, hemant mm. mentioned kundan is something which i never clicked with like i get what you were saying about kundan but i was like i never got that feeling of you know spiritual absolution that the film is going for except for the philip glass score that sort of you know comes uh, at the end or in the middle whatever like i think that sort of ramps it up but i've never sort of so like that, that is fine but i think the thing that i uh, went into the film with because it was whatever his collaboration with de niro again and uh, dicaprio again uh, and uh, the story felt so you know in a way <clears throat> reminiscent not reminiscent of the gangster films he's made but had that you know dark character at the center of it like morally ambiguous if you want to say though i i wouldn't even say he's ambiguous he's more more or less very much uh, morally yeah, depraved yeah yeah he's hmm. a morally he's depraved yeah essentially so i think uh, like i we i think we've discussed this before also i have a i love the fact that he scorsese has consistently wanted to take these protagonists as like the center and mm. then explore whatever he's doing king of comedy i watched recently and i thought was just the best way in which one can mm. you know approach this and the co- conflicted feeling i felt while watching that film is something i or even irishman to some extent like you know of course i don't think frank sheeran is a great guy or like a good guy who i want to root for uh-huh. but but that sympathy that element of you know slight understanding almost that okay you can see the guy is clearly desperate in some yeah. uh, sense right so that feeling of being a little torn apart for the character and again we've seen how taxi driver king of comedy even have been misinterpreted by a lot of uh, film reader no i won't even say misinterpreted there there are other rep, uh, interpretations to uh what i have suppose or someone else has right like i think some people mm-hmm. do think the do think the films uh become slightly toxic uh, mm-hmm. uh as their protagonist because they are so close to their protagonist i don't yeah. i think the distance is very like intentionally there like you can see the distance but you are close enough to feel like dangerously like you know associated with them so i think that's where he excels at the most of wherever i felt most that he's excelled at i think with flower moon i like theoretically what perspective he's taking like i think he changed the book's mm. perspective which also i have not read so i going by very much uh, the central decision to change his focus from the fbi 
investigation yeah. to you know this person who's already complicit within all the murders that yeah. took place it provides and making quote unquote the heart of the story the love story which we'll get to more i think and how that sort of you know uh, how much that is the case how much i think some of it gets compromised but um but i think this theoretical decision to do that i think i'm more with than i think in practice where the film ends with its whole thing with the whole you know i feel it's a bit too dispersed for uh my mm-hmm. liking uh i found myself wanting to gravitate towards some characters more than the others and i thought the film sort of pushed uh into other directions which i didn't always uh, think were productive and as you said uh sanjeet about the whole uh it is very straightforward in a sense right it, it's yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. you it kind of lays out all the information pretty early on and you kind of are watching essentially a car wreck happening uh very slowly mm-hmm. uh and yeah. you kind of see whoever is committing that uh, wreckage and then whoever is being affected by it is in in many senses so i thought i was much more interested in the person who were affected by it or people who were affected by it than the people who were orchestrating the wreckage mm. uh, which is not to say that you cannot focus on the people who are doing the wreckage i personally like varun was less into the deniro character and performance so i found myself willing and wanting to you know move on from him uh personally of course and then whatever problems i have sort of stem from that disconnection with that particular uh, angle of the story and particular connection to the other angle of the story which involves lily gladstone and uh, leonardo caprio i think that central relationship is the key uh, i think and is the key for the stuff that works the best for me and then we have mm-hmm. uh, the spoilers meta touch which we will of course discuss in uh, Uh, full afterwards but yes we can dive full into arguments guys shout at each other no i want to ask <laughs> you guys actually uh, uh, what mm-hmm. because this is something i really liked about the film the way it started uh, with mm. the news reels or with the staged news reels as they were mm. because initially mm. i was like has he taken like footage from the that's what i thought but i don't think so i think he's gone no, no, i think he shot them he shot it because is the same streets yeah. and he couldn't have you know actually yeah. recreated fairfax the same way unless he's got like every single mm-hmm. detail mapped out which i mm-hmm. don't think is available mm-hmm. but i think so, one of his producers was uh, part of the research team mm-hmm. and they kind of did get a lot of great facts like, from like the boardwalk empire set kind of situation ha huh, kind of like that so i think they did do a lot of heavy detailed research on everything i'm i'm pretty sure they must have recreated a lot of things from yeah. from the past in some way but what did you guys think of the news because i found it a fascinating entry point into the film like it's an almost sort of it's a great way of doing the scroll what right? i kind of took away from it was i think the archival of just history in general yeah because that's what it has all been right just getting yes. your history erased in some way and your yeah. heritage yeah. and not knowing where you're coming from like even in the film uh the whole point of uh people from uh the tribe and them going to these powerful people and asking them for money because yeah. at that point there was a thing right you cannot handle your own money if you are from the certain tribe yeah or, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that was the so, thing you had yeah. a you had a law guardian appointed so, so guardian yes federal government yeah 
so yeah. for me i thought it made sense in that sense in in that way that you you're kind of putting context where you're coming from and where you are going to get into in the film which for me bookends well with the whole radio thing as well sure. is kind of trying to that people still do remember that's mm-hmm. the point but yeah we'll come to that much later as yeah. well but that's what i thought really but my question to varun was uh, was there really something specified about the age for these characters that really bothered you because i don't remember that well so to me you know the thing is that william hale also had to live long enough to enjoy this well he wasn't creating it for his daughter and for his wife hmm. he had to live long enough to enjoy it so i think he was 45 when the crime started so that's hmm. that should be around 1917ish <laughs> no but in the film do this like do this specify his age in that sense no but i mean the thing is that you're not using makeup to hide it mm-hmm. you're not doing any of those things so he's very visibly a specific age yeah it could be a ballpark you know you could say mm. he's anything between 70 and 80 you could even stretch that argument and say you know what people in the 1920s looked older than the same age group looks today so you could say he's 65 but mm. you, how much further back could you go in stretching that so to me mm, but... that distracted me a bit because okay. also because i felt like if you're depicting reality and if the idea is to show us a version of the brutal sort of graves on which america contemporary america is built yeah then you might as well tell us that your legal system allowed this man to walk free and live as a free man for 15 years that yeah. it allowed honest burkhart to live as a free man for some 25 odd years yeah that you are depriving us of that reality by putting in actors who are too old and you're not putting them in any kind of makeup or de-aging them I, to me it took away from the uh, tragedy or okay fair enough from the truthfulness no. wouldn't i mean wouldn't we go, uh, go back to the same issue that we had with irishman if you're de-aged or actually even um... but that that's yeah that's what i'm saying himant that i would have not cast the hero i'm not scorsese i i buy that entire thing i'm probably <laughs> not even francesca scorsese as far as skill is concerned but <laughs> the thing is that if you put dicaprio in that role first of all it's a role that he's played galvin candy jango he's been galvin yeah. candy mm. but mm. it would have been a very interesting role to because he's also young enough he's old but he's young enough to for you to see him enjoy the proceeds of that wealth as it gets accumulated over time mm. it's such a grand scheme wouldn't you want to live and enjoy it so no i mean but they didn't want to show all that right the 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 throwaway nature of it of him him i mean in uh, okay that last line where he in in jail right where yeah. goodbye he was like this is going to be just another tragedy a common tragedy that yeah. is to be forgotten right when he says that it wouldn't be as potent coming out of someone younger because mm. this is that he wants to comment on the world is that all this stuff that's just uh, accepted is something mm. created by older white men right is his comment i mean yeah. that's something he wants to drive home and this is where this is where subjective storytelling goes over objective yeah if it were a little objective it will be like same david fincher made this movie uh, then he would have people exactly the age that they're supposed to be yeah. yes hmm aging hmm. process and it would be a little bit more removed 
but yeah. this is Scorsese and he wants to he is someone who personally likes subjective storytelling and this is where the, something coming from an older person would be more insulting it's almost like a it's like that we seen that improvisation of uh, of uh, Jeff Bridges and uh, and Robert Downey Jr in in Iron Man behind the scenes of Iron Man mm-hmm. where he's like they both are improvising a scene and try to stage it and Jeff Bridges says I'll just I'll just slap you on your face a little bit like a like a old buddy would do to a, to a young buddy as a form of insult so that's that's a non verbal thing that would that would come across really well as a subjective yeah. story, uh, storytelling mm-hmm. you know framing device Fair it enough. will become better coming from robert de niro going to dicaprio and if dicaprio were a villain in this it would be retreading the same kind of uh, character that he has done before right in yeah. this he is basically realizing the fate of fate of cliff booth in, in yes uh, not cliff booth but uh, of the uh, rick dalton rick dalton so his destiny yeah. in yeah. that that movie was to become a heavy right yeah. in reality now he has become a heavy in scorsese yeah. movie he is yeah. now the he is now being yeah. the side character and he is like where brendan fraser has to literally give him the words to yes. to be a yeah. good so yeah. that is that is something that would be new you know new ground to break mm-hmm. i think so, so i also right in that yeah. sense but yeah, sorry varun continue i get what you're saying but i feel like uh, i'm just worried pick an actor that uh say scorsese's work with already and say if you had staged the same scene with dicaprio in de niro's boots and um adam driver or an andrew garfield in dicaprio's boots instead that mm. age comparison will still panned out in the same way they mm. might not be the same number of years apart i think dicaprio mm. and uh, de niro are about 30 years apart but mm. i feel that somewhere the the ma- i would have felt like though pointed out i would have felt the magnitude of the tragedy a lot more because monty dies earliest mm-hmm. these guys yes. all live much longer lives yeah uh, like you know our parents had probably all just finished college around the time honest burkhart died mm-hmm. that gives you how close he came to our own lived reality but i no uh, <clears throat> sorry i think uh, what i think hemant is getting at is also very yeah. interesting like i didn't think about it Definitely. in that way uh, right. but i think there's the whole uh, timeless element to it also adds to the whole mm-hmm. tragedy i feel in many ways right because it's like uh, almost that uh, like de niro of course there's the element that of course this roots back to the old white dude mm-hmm. essentially because it's like you know who are the wolves they are the wolves essentially and that sort of wolves ka narrative trickles down to the younger people of course and what why someone like de niro is enraptured by that sort of you know uh, not de niro yeah. sorry dicaprio is enraptured by like that sort of uh, point of view what that means in terms of gaining power even though i feel and i think this is a good point in fact what i thought uh, came out of it was that uh, that actually it doesn't matter if he has the time to use that power like there is no sort of you know purpose to it like there's there doesn't need to be a why i want to gain this power because It it's just also, like a birthright sort of thing almost right yeah, yeah. They, um in the beginning those the the conversation that was happening during the um, during that fair right uh, or i don't know what that thing was where they were talking about hey he's a rabbit he's a snake yeah, yeah that's a fair i think he was talking about hey he's rich he doesn't need your money so yeah. that was the thing of like 
the it was just greed it was just power that power. he wanted yeah. it was not, it was not really to enjoy the wealth in, in any way yeah. it was really somewhat of pushing them their place yeah and and that that is what he still perpetrates i mean it's still is there in in reality it's still yeah. there i mean yeah. everyone thinks that it's their uh, uh, it's there i mean they say it's their country but it's not really their country none yeah. of it yeah. <clears throat> Yeah. So I because I think at one point the the falsehood note really hit me when I think they're discussing uh, Lily Gladstone's character's Molly's mother, and yeah. De Niro hmm. says something to the effect of "How old is she going to live?" Wow. And in that moment, I was just like, "Wait a minute, you're saying this? <laughs> you you look like you're about to kick the bucket any second." <laughs> But I think that's, but that's, I mean, that now that I'm thinking, well that, that's probably a, be, no, no, that's probably even more tragic in some senses. Like if you're looking at the other person in the way that you think that, I mean, mm. he's trying to justify the murder, right? Essentially yeah. that, of course, she'll die anytime. How does yeah. it matter if she dies, if we kill her or like, you know, if she dies naturally, yeah. that's the same case with him. Mm. It's, just, it's just that no one else is doing that to him and, and the others. So I suppose that is the counter, I suppose that would uh, exist to the reason needed to actually you know kill these people uh, for for financial enjoyment or whatever it is yeah and uh, i i think lily lastones i think what what happened with lily lastones like my my greatest uh, problem with the movie actually is with lily lastone is that even though she's the heart of the movie she is uh, she's gotten a lot of things to do she's gotten a, there's a lot of agency she's gotten um the story drives I mean, is driven really by her, but mm -hmm. at least in terms of um, having a solution. You know, yes. the solution is driven by her, but the problem is driven by uh, by Di DiCaprio and yeah. uh, yeah. yeah, the... uh, of his glasses uh, dinner. Yeah. Yes, uh, he like all the. Uh, but she, her issue is that most of the the middle is the second half of the movie, middle of the movie. She is the second act. She's mostly incapacitated. She's got uh, she. There is nothing that she's really um, contributing to the story as such, and we are really shifting the narrative completely to this side, yes. uh, to the wolf side. I'll say, the and side, yeah. and whatever uh, her, the fruition of her uh, of her efforts only come in in the third act and the entrance of uh, uh, Mr. Jesse. The FBI and yes, 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 mm. yep. yeah. And and that's when the the chickens come to roost is what <laughs> yeah. Robert Wolf was, yeah. and there um, there seems to be a disconnect there. There is I feel like there could have been more scenes between her and her mother where he was like our blood is becoming more white is all those points could have been driven uh, driven more home with the narrative coming a little bit more on the Osage side and that was it that was really it maybe like ten percent. Mm. 10 minute scene would have been enough. I, I'm, so I'm, no, no, I'm totally in agreement with you on that. But I actually think either you could do it 10 to 15 to 20% more, what you're saying about the Osage thing, or you mm -hmm. reduce it back 10 to 15, 20% more even in the first half. I'm like, yeah. do either of them. But you are, what, so my big issue, I think what my asterisk is the big thing is that we begin with her as a first, second lead. And yeah. it so, sort of just slides down into her becoming a symbol, which yeah. I have an issue with because I think I've been promised something more. Not because I want it to be that, 
like i can have the film i can have her as the anna packman character is my point like yeah, you know no. she can just be the i eyes of like horror, horrific eyes or whatever you want to say like it's horror the center. you know yeah moral center in a way which is only reflective of how dicaprio sees it because that's very much talking about the whole limitation of perspective right that's the perspective scorsese is choosing essentially and then that's how you limit uh and acknowledge the limits which uh, happens towards the end i suppose but mm-hmm. but yeah with her character i feel we begin at a place of such uh, depth i suppose of such you know like her introduction scene is probably my favorite scene of the film i think the way it juxtaposes her speaking about the dead and that's where i think varun was talking about the archival footage i thought that was the best use of it also sometimes the ha- fact that that becomes a sort of re- quote unquote reality versus what people are saying and that's sort of the fake uh whatever, whatever like the narrative that's been spun around by the white people is something else right i think there is a hmm. moment where it's like, uh, it's like the dw grip uh, griffith uh, yes. like uh, yeah. the way of of narrating a white history yes. where he's Yeah, oh, Osage. The Osage. Yeah, yeah. It's cancelling out the white party in in a sense, uh, doing the whole cross editing also even. So like, yeah. So you can see that cross editing or whatever you so parallel editing. I'm saying cross editing. Mm. Uh, but uh, but anyways, <laughs> I think uh, no. I feel the that point, and I feel I and the in some ways I discussed this last time also. I is Lily Gladstone also the film's biggest problem. probably because i think she's too good <laughs> like i feel that's the other problem i almost think she's too captivating as a performer to mm. then when she yeah. sidelined i'm like why But am i would not with her would have been done with the character otherwise i like, feel the whole point was that dicaprio and dini rose characters they're trying to kind of kill her but Up not let but in a more i mean in dicaprio's way more romantic way to just kill her off right yeah yeah just the whole idea was to just kind of neutralize her so that they can kind of become the in charge of the wealth and then yeah. Yeah. basically dignity you know, becomes the bigger head yeah. no, but what what heaven to sing about the mother angle right the mother the sister angle even i feel they are too Anna. small yeah. they're too small bits uh, but they are like they're significantly small bits that you also want more that's the issue like for me i'm like they are that it's not as little as the uh, packwin character in irishman but it's mm. also not as much as you would want from that second lead ka story to revolve like i particularly think the biggest like the most egregious part of the film for me is the anna character's death i felt very uncomfortable the way the film just inserted her emotional moment right before she was being you know picked apart i was like that just feels a little like i'm like why even put it like that part like like she is the mother's favorite essentially and lily gladstone gets a particularly incisive moment with her mother where it's like she looks at her in a way like when she says you know she'll always be there you won't be there or something along those lines and i thought that communicated like this real tension between the family themselves like mm. uh the osage family uh, otherwise and i feel then you just get this moment with anna and then she's gone and i'm like i felt so like it felt jarring to me in a, in a not particularly effective way like i was a bit like really do we need that emotional moment before you like take her out of the narrative in any case and then there's the whole so like the i really didn't like the whole 
cutting yeah. the head oh, off yeah. and then i'm like this is a different movie isn't it yeah, like I, I, like I'm, i'm just like uh, very strange the decision. whole point then becomes about who's the really the savage i yeah. i know but uh, also not... once you've contextualized what the doctors are really up to yeah exactly it makes sense because you know it gives you the thing of uh, maybe they did actually find the bullet maybe hmm. that's what they were looking for maybe they yeah. found maybe they got rid of it somehow yeah, as for what you said about the anna thing Yeah, I felt that it actually worked because it told okay. you how, uh, how perilous life was. You don't yeah. have telephones, you don't have telegraph even. Yeah, naturally, you didn't telegraph from house to house anyway. Yeah, right. But even so, you couldn't really get to know each other's minute by minute or day by day, mm-hmm. sort of. And so, this woman has at one point had a squabble, and the next thing you know, she's dead. I think that. sort of it amped up the dread within the film even though i knew exactly what was going to happen yeah yeah, yeah. so okay. i can't speak for any of you guys because mm-hmm. if you not at the book yeah even if you have a general idea you're still no no you i think you i don't think the film is working actually i don't think it's wanting to work even as a quote and quote suspense sir. mystery it's much more yeah, like yeah but a, you don't know you don't know who's going to die He's no, planning it. No, you know, I he's think he's doing pretty well. Like, like I think with the Anna character, I was like, yeah, she is going to go like, off next I, I after think, the I think first. The great, course, greatest so. thing of that the film ultimately arrives at is when you learn that Hale is going to kill him. Hmm. Uh, like DiCaprio, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. Like he's as disposable natural, as sort of. Yeah, yes, it's a natural yeah. consequence. But you feel like you know he's been along for this whole ride, but then you realize, yeah, yeah okay. it makes complete sense but to me that yeah. anna death i i stayed with the film a lot longer i remember texting you just sure. before that happened mm. and uh, like i was like yeah I, it's losing me a little because i'm i'm probably not patient enough to also i had somebody going off on the phone next to me Yikes. so it was a it was barely a packed theater just go sit somewhere else and have your conversation बाहर ही बात कर लो कि यहाँ पे फोर पीपल आई हैड अ फाइट टू स्टार्ट द शो सो ओके यू टू फाइट टू ओके 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 सो इट वाज बट आई आई लाइक या आई एम विद द फिल्म आई एम विद द फिल्म आई एम विद द फिल्म एंड देन आई थिंक मच लेटर बट अगेन व्हाट यू गाइस आर सेइंग व्हाट संजीत पॉइंटेड आउट राइट अबाउट मॉलीज कैरेक्टर संजीत सेड वॉट कैन यू डू अपार्ट फ्रॉम वॉट हैपन्स टू हर इन दैट मिडिल सेक्शन The mm-hmm. truth is, you can't do anything because there's the one character you cannot tamper with. Yeah. It would, with for all the practical support that the Osage Nation has provided the production, yeah. if they were to go and tamper with that character, the the Osage heart of the film, it yeah. would just destroy the very purpose of making it. And that's what the thing was. She had been whatever little agency she had, right at that point, mm-hmm. she had been robbed of even that. She was reduced to such. Misery in those moments of being poisoned yeah. and slow death, and we come back to that, right? The slow poisoning through whiskey. Yeah. Mm. Right. I and that sort of gives you this idea that, and of course, the reality is that William Hale was just one of many operators. Of course, there were other people yeah. who were doing pretty similar things. Yeah, but I mean, they do come together at some point to systemic whatever. I think is, that's yeah. just the Hale circle. Hale circle. There was like another whole there reality other, existing yeah, similar. Similar. I mean, yeah. even uh, the guy from No Country for Old Men also tells him, right? Like that uh, you're going too loud. You're playing it too loud. Like he tells yeah. him, yeah, that, yeah. that like, holds all the money and guardian. Yeah. 
मोमेंट वन You can yeah, tell him. Got, yeah, you can tell him. Yeah. He's got that fire lit sequence. His first dialogue with that, him is "Call me king." I'm like, yeah. yeah. I mean, you you can't yeah. not like think he's not the villain, right? Yeah. So. But I felt like you know it could have gone a lot more in telling us how Hale was loved because he was loved. He was by the people. Charity. He did charity. He opened no, a lot no, of businesses. I think no, no. So it tells us that. I felt it could have shown us that showed us. Okay, he's no, never really expensive. presented as a figure of affection. He's always shown as a figure of power, authority, also right. Of he was a, genuinely yeah. a friend of the people in that sense. So, yeah. Okay. So the, the the issue with that is that when he shows them that he's loved, he the point of him being sort of like a fake messiah, you know, where have you seen his like framing where he's like yeah. actually. king in osage and he's telling them about like all the bad that's happening he's praying to wakanta and yes 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 they're showing him that way it is kind of like a fake messiah and everyone's yeah. looking yeah. for that as that position where if they would ignore every other white person in that whole crowd but they will include yeah. him in yeah. mm. and he would be the one who would actually say that hey i'm i'm giving money to this uh, to yeah. this yeah look. yeah mm. and that that is how he was framing him this is somewhat to tell two things at the same time to say that mm-hmm. he's love, say that he's a wolf uh mm-hmm. in a sheep's disguise so mm-hmm. that's the reason why i guess that they couldn't really push that whole him being loved and everything i feel and, like they could have done that even in like a passing shot of the fair right which they do show like him walking through the fair yeah he, he's sort of seen as a figure of reverence almost but mm-hmm. reverence in the sense that the one sort of person you really really admire but don't talk to him Yeah, as opposed to a person who is sort of loved in a more yeah, I think that no what what they I think, could have done. No, no, what you're saying, I think is uh, I kind of agree with in the sense that there is we and again I'm sorry I'm going back to the Irishman comparison again because again I think these are essentially you know we discussed a little bit like no 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 like De Niro's character in this is species essentially dialed up for me. And you know, like uh, uh, I mean, he's he's not as and, and, and but, Dica- yeah, uh, yeah. DiCaprio's is De Niro's dialed up again. So I think yeah. like it's very very like you know uh, that yeah. maps out he, very she, much for. Sheeran was smart. Okay, he killed Jimmy Hoffa <laughs> and nobody found out. Burkhardt. <laughs> yes, he's Burkhardt is uh, stupider. Yes, yeah. uh, definitely. Uh, and I think DiCaprio is good at playing very stupid. To be very, very stupid, honest, yeah. I don't know if that's a trait that I he's just, learned or whatever. I, I, but I wish he was in Anchorman Three. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be very good in like all these films. Actually, he's really good at like uh, I don't know. I I got reminded so much of uh, the Rick Dalton actually in this. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, especially the thing is they're not self-aware characters, right? That's the thing. Yeah. You're not self-aware about what you are actually doing. That's why yes. these characters work because we are aware about have what you, those characters are doing. Have you yeah. seen Meryl Streep and Ollie Murders in the Building season three? Yeah, no, please don't spoil it. No, but it's just the way she acts. This is very sure. similar. This, oh, I know, okay. I know. I mean, it's a little you. You kind of put yourself in a in a certain way that you are you are look like you are looking as if you are foolish. That's yeah. the thing. 
Ah, well, I think his teeth are. I'm pretty sure they've done yeah. something to his teeth. Right? Yeah, I know. Yeah. No, they did. Okay. He's got a bit of overbite and stuff. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, but also he's, he's just like kind of yeah, yeah, he's a slime like he's slimy like also like, like slimy he's and not crazy hair. Like, yeah. Uh-huh. But I mean, but he's he... also DiCaprio, which kind of makes sense why like she's drawn to him a little bit, like in that you know whatever sense she is. But that also kind of if you want to look at why she would be drawn to him would also be that. She's a woman with no power either, right? No, but I, but at no, the uh, beginning of the narrative, they have power. No, that's what's established. Have, like, no, they have limited power. Limited, limited power. power I mean, but she, yes, they do. She still, she still goes to that white person for her money. Yeah, for right? her money. She's in. No, but I, and and the and her mother says no that your you guys are falling for like white people all the time or something yeah, like I that. Yeah, but I think I think the falling for Burkhart is also very much a part of America's reality at that point, hmm. right? Because mm. the film opens like just a year before the First World War ends, so they are already dying. Yep. There's yeah. going to be a paucity of marriageable of yes. men of marriageable age. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think it ties into that very well. Yeah. Also, yeah. I mean, it is also an incompetent thing, right? Like they can't if she is not married to someone who is competent. Yeah. Yes. Well, basically, yes, yes, exactly. Even by yeah. giving him control of uh, the estate, or a, by a, from her death, she is gaining control in her life. In her life, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so that is something that was a necessity for them. Yeah, yeah. No, I and think. Uh, yeah, sorry. Kind of, in the end, why, why, uh, why all this suffering and everything, like uh, of like her death, eventual death, to diabetes. Hmm. All that really meant nothing, and you know that Hale is right. It has become a commentary. Another story. Hmm. Another story, and which is now being told to not, uh, not actually show the suffering of her situation, but to promote uh, uh, sponsored by FBI. So, yes. so that yeah. that is no, that, that, sponsored so, by J Edgar Hoover. J Edgar Hoover. Yes, of right? all people. Yeah, no, but I think Caprio. <laughs> Yes. No, no but I, yes. <laughs> I feel like if this were a and this is one of the format problems, right? If it because it's a film, it can't do everything. But yeah. I think what the book did really well was mm. bring out that why this case's success mm. was so groundbreaking to establish Hoover as director of FBI for fifty sure. years. Mm-hmm. For fifty years, you are in charge of country's security apparatus. Yeah. There can't be a. There couldn't have been a more powerful man than him in the history of America, right? Mm. Yeah. And it's that sort of that's what came to me at the end. Even though I didn't like that framing device at all, mm-hmm. I was like, he is still in charge of so much of a mm. particular yeah. people's history. Yeah. Purely because he deployed the men who solved the case. He yeah. didn't even do it. Like that's there in Michael Mann's Public Enemies, right? A reporter mm-hmm. taunts the Hoover character that we know you've never arrested a person ever, and mm. they're like, "Okay, so you're going to get Dillinger to me, and I'm going to slap the cuffs on him." Yeah. Like yeah, and mm. it's just great that way. I think Scorsese still does those nifty things that he is known for, slipping yeah. no, something in I, here and hoping you'll catch it. I was but, surprised that they he stuck as much with the FBI angle, like because when the FBI angle comes in the film, I was like, then I was like. You change the framing device, like in general. But mm-hmm. when the whole FBI stuff was taking place, I'm like, 
couldn't you have begun here and then flashed back only and then just stuck to that perspective and you know explored everything there and then come back no, but, but i think when... it's a natural progression though because it but kind when... of really changes perspective also like no, but when it happens see... i got more even even more adrift from the molly character right that's that was my thing like i was like if no, you're but... sticking but the whole is it the whole point about the whole big machinery that is working around these people like, but if it's how... about the but if it's about the machinery that's working around these people then i thought the heart of the film which is supposed to be the de niro or Di- dicaprio and gladstone marriage sort of gets even more you know lost practically in that that, lost, in that happens right before uh, fbi comes into play though right like the field burning and them field burning with they have their own thing no they have the poisoning scene at least yeah the fever dream sequence with the whole i mean for me that was again a very good sequence between for the two characters who are yes. kind of and are even the law. third one even robert de niro like is like all like whatever hitler whatever hitler i is what i call him essentially because <laughs> he's because he's called hail which i mean surely yeah. that's a reference no no and uh, no his name was hail <laughs> ah, but like sure surely you the way he says it is so much like you know Yeah, the southern twang is it sounds so much like hail yeah, hitler you know, whatever the, the funny like, thing yeah. is that hail was a democrat obviously <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. oh <laughs> by the way democrats are horrible in the early 50s yeah he was a segregationist <laughs> democrat also i hated his southern accent it wasn't that great that was not yeah. not that yeah. great as actually i expected him to sell me kfc at any point <laughs> <laughs> i mean I not that far away from Okay. So, yeah. Back to the whole like uh, empathy that we're feeling for the relationship that's supposed to be the heart for the movie. The hmm. only way we could have actually achieved that is by selling the guilt in in uh, in his actions. His guilt yeah. and his actions feel like I'm betraying whatever this thing that we've built together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That they had so much uh, like you show them as a regular marriage. They have all craziness going on in the house, but they are there as a unit in the end. Yeah. Uh, sort of like uh, uh the two like the husband wife and the bear in that see episode 7 <laughs> episode i have not seen the bear but whoever has seen it will get i know okay. it's great uh, yeah, but it's, yeah. so but yeah, yeah so the in in their in their reality it was something that is tearing them apart but she doesn't know what the source is he knows yeah. what the and we know what the source is and that's why we are feeling bad for her and the uh, mm-hmm. her getting away from us and actually now drifting more into their into that wolf camp is because of uh, trying to make us feel like there is no there is no control anymore she's lost yes. she's lost and that's when the fbi comes in and they yeah. have that triumphant music scene where the, she's being rescued and then she's but the yes. thing is the, that's that, cut cut with the whole fbi kind of investigation that's going on right like intercut yeah, and, yeah. yeah and then uh, that's when uh, you're uh, taking a little bit of that power away in this in the story from the fbi and giving it back to to uh, her yeah because you feel like yeah. she's being saved she's surviving and actually being surviving so long and now that she's finally back she's going to come back for everything yeah, and- yeah. Nee, but but straight after that i never understood i still don't understand that decision like her decision oh, to accept again. yeah don't get it that oh, no oh. the thing is that that is supposed to be the betrayal is that you feel you feel such a victory in her survival and then hmm. thinking oh now she's going to actually do the right thing hmm. <laughs> but i but i think that's that's something i need to buy also like i i yeah, like buy I the betrayal I, i was i was just like 
I can't imagine Lily Gladstone's character doing that in any case. Like in my head, I couldn't. Like maybe again, it's the point of the performance mm-hmm. being too. Because I think she has, she's maybe the memory of the film is so strong for me in the sequences when she's talking to him for the first time, or like you know when she is, she she already has a dominant no, tone has, and presence yeah. without being overtly so. Right, a lot of times what you say like nowadays you have your. Marvels, which is released, whatever. Usme, you'll have like someone shouting their uh, thing to like they are they are a strong person, like they are going to shout it in the film essentially. But like Gladstone has like, a presence. This is like Scorsese explaining a superhero. Oh yeah, <laughs> brought in Marvels into a Scorsese film, of course. Uh, anyways, full circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm appreciating Scorsese to be honest in comparison much more so thank you (laughs) really worships her though like the way she's kind of framed also like I remember that one shot when she's in the court yeah the camera is placed on her face and like on IMAX it looks just brilliant Hmm. and kind of looks like it's kind of little like it's not literally her eye eye line it's it's just a little lower than Hmm. her eye whatever yeah. So for me, that was always like something that I was always looking forward to. Every shot was kind of looking at her presence in a certain way. Yeah. I think but, in... but what, mm. what you, you found difficult to buy through mm. the FBI coming in, I think it's also somewhere Scorsese telling us that, you know what, these, these were meant to be forces for good. Mm. They were um, it's the hope we talk about as a I don't today. think they come across well at all. Huh? I think FBI. the FBI come actually to me, Tom White comes across well. The, the Jesse Plemons. I don't think he doesn't he, come across on is he's simply not he's barely there. <laughs> he's not there, but I like uh. the, the facade that he puts up of this school dude who's gonna wear a hat indoors. <laughs> he's like, you know what? I'm not interested in what you can do with your power. Mm. I'm interested in what little you, I can do mm. with my limited mm. resources to mm. undo what whatever it you is have done. going mm. on. Mm. Because that was essentially Tom White's arc and like because you guys haven't read the book, Tom mm. White eventually went on to become the jailer at the same penitentiary where William Hale was imprisoned. Uh-huh. And William Hale was apparently quite pleased to see him and stuff like that. Uh-huh. But the thing was that to me it worked because it was also because this is the story of a nation almost, right? And the Bureau of Investigation getting created would have been at some level the idea of hope that, you know, a federal agency that solves crime. Crimes, yeah. yeah. And today it has devolved into some sort of extra judicial harassment technique. Mm. (laughs) And probably I I like to be on on some days I I make up an idealist. So so I, Mm. I like to think of it that Maybe at some point we'll also talk about the idealism with which we started out with some of our intelligence agencies and look where that brought us. But I feel, I mean, at least to me in this, I didn't get a sense of uh, the idealism even. Like I thought, like again, I guess this is my sort of general issue with some some of the films which have a very, you know, they state their argument very much forthright. And then it's like, you know, you're watching stuff unfold, but I wasn't like, you know, torn apart by it. Like in this, I was like, I know what all has been targeted as wrong, essentially, or what all has been critiqued, or what all is being critiqued, essentially. You know, 
patriarchy is i listed the four things wait let me find uh, it was uh, yes scientific scientific whatever medicine or whatever which is the basis of a lot of the stuff that you know uh, is false essentially here uh, that patriarchy racism capital all four are sort of you know very much critiqued and police is critiqued in many senses because they don't actually come when they should have come so yeah. i feel like it's done all that and it's done that very well and i'm just like i don't feel anything else though like i know that this is there and i know this is the truth in general you yeah. know like, like of life i suppose and of what life is in america and what it is to be like that but i'm mm. also like what I have i essentially gathered from this and i was like i don't know if i have been because i wasn't as moved by the film as i am by something like irishman also like you know because i feel uh yeah i mean i told you i think last time i was especially moved by the scene where she screams uh mm. and you don't see her face the bomb blast the bomb blast happens and she's screaming yeah. and i i thought that was particularly rattling like the one scene yeah. and i really really like the ending ke before wala ending also like the actual film ka ending which is uh, her last scene with uh, DiCaprio i think is extremely oh, strong yeah. Yeah. yeah like i think that scene and i i love DiCaprio in that scene because of how much he's grappling with wanting to almost tell the truth and you know still managing to be that dumb idiot and not being able to say anything uh, mm-hmm. or well saying that he's still he's he's still lying through his teeth essentially and yeah. i like how she basically just leaves him there like you know and sort of exits like all that stuff did move me but there's significant chunks of the film where i was like i get it but i don't feel it sort of like that like i don't yeah. want to make that distinction always but that's something i've not felt with a lot of scorsese films that's why i'm making it clear like you know with irishman i never felt like that with even you know your um uh whatever actually i've not, never felt this way with a lot of scorsese mm. so. silence and and this movie i got the same feeling that i had in the end of the movie i had a mm. numb uh, numbness felt mm. uh, oh. and in in silence it was that oh it's it's still alive but he's he's denounced it uh, yeah. and here it's that the love is still alive but well he fucked her over yeah. so <laughs> that was that was the mm. was the yeah. feeling i got in the end
sort of issue right no, sometimes it, it specifically goes to her point of view shot right when she's going through people yeah. and people are moving away and then no no i know okay. but but that's that's the sort of thing i think the film is trying to be, adjust her into the narrative actually in many sequences like this but then eventually it sort of you know doesn't have the room because there's so much stuff going on to like actually have her be a second lead of sorts to take. like i don't know people are saying that she's going to be nominated for lead actress she's not a lead actress in this though i for me at oh, least but there are but the lead is only one that's dicaprio and yeah. again you, you there's just nothing that you could do with that character in that middle part of or even mm-hmm. earlier like i feel yeah. like it's it's one of the other otherwise we'd be looking at a four hour film no but if you're doing nothing then i feel the film does too much like i don't i don't know how to like explain it without like muddling it a little bit too much because oh, i okay. feel yeah the, the you feel like the the length of the movie would have been uh, either you go for a you go deep you go hard and try to go yeah. more more with explaining her her point of view either do oh. the second parallel lead or don't do or make her even more of an abstraction Right, this no. is to me simplification. Make her like a Margot Robbie in yeah. Once Upon a Time. No, Sorry. make her Anna Paquin. No, like that. She's a purely that... abstracted presence. I oh, feel like. Yeah. Actually, I agree with Varun. Like in in Margot Robbie is kind of a symbol. In, in she's a symbol. She's in, a presence throughout yeah. the film. In Wolf. In, no, 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 no. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. In Once Upon. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. yeah do that point, also. Yeah. Yes, yes. But in this, I think it's trying to do more also. like i don't think it's doing just that which is my problem like i feel it's somewhere between i'm like she's the second lead and she's the symbol i'm like i need one side to be like chosen essentially because i actually yeah. thought that was a feature not a bug like of, okay. of her going from becoming a becoming I've, active I've, member to becoming a symbol where i've read that yeah yeah so i read, i've read that a couple of people i was reading because i was trying to find justifications myself uh i have read that and i was like i get it like i i like that argument i just hmm. there's something about it that's still like I, not a feature but that bugs me in a way which i feel i can't like you know shake off uh and again um, i've cited uh, i don't i don't want to cite them again because i think last episode maybe have but uh should i just name drop sanjeet so that people don't get annoyed more uh, no. okay, okay go i want name drop no no go no, ahead, i want to no, no, i was just saying <laughs> okay. No, just Claire Denis' thing was I'll name drop because I think she does the whole other perspective and the mystery of the other in a way which mm. appeals to me. Like you know, it's uh, they are abstractions who are interesting, very interesting. But you also know that this isn't their like it's not her job to tell their tell that story. Like it's it's more uh, experimental in many senses. So I guess the classicism here won't. accommodate that in any case it's more about there's... how she kind of put stories in as vignettes it yeah it's a framing thing also yeah it's very sensual poetic whatever like it's very pers- like it's almost like you get incomplete perspectives of the other people but you kind of always get that so i think yeah. i think about the thing right the graph yeah is that uh, when the film opens the osage are safe on the streets yes and but as she gets more she gets worse in terms of health and she is confined more and more to her room that is also sort of it mirrors the condition of the people of the osage otherwise yeah, they are being forced into these corners and being forced to live shrouded lives 
and then yes. when she comes back towards the end of the film it's because order may not have been restored yeah. but the perpetrators have seemingly been apprehended so it yeah. is safe to emerge again Aga, so that to be the yeah. film follows that ha wo inside easy. outside ka dichotomy is a good yeah, yeah i understand yeah yeah but i will rewatch again, it i guess of, उटेड tuned out after a while i was after like i point, get it. yeah yeah huh. honestly yeah honestly the whole like uh, i i wasn't too into the whole gang formation of like uh-huh. people and everything uh-huh. that really uh, appealed to me but that, i mean it's done the, well like i think it's like arranged well together in terms see, of it's courses he he can make a exactly. anything look you, good right you give me a tube i'll make a <laughs> He is made a great me, commercial, okay, like a champagne commercial. Of, so, like, I mean, he can do a lot of. Uh, the the gang formation bits actually reminded me a lot of, uh, I think, the trade-offs that happen in the first couple of episodes of Boardwalk Empire. I've only yeah. watched the first season, but like the trade-offs, like everybody is okay. like you know helping everyone, and also yeah. a bit like one of the uh, uh, season pilots of. Uh, I think season four or season five pilot. It reminded me a okay. It reminded me of Casino. Which I, anyways, ah, I have a great film. I'm, great I'm, film. Ah, so okay, boy. समझ आ गया. मुझे नहीं अच्छी लगती था इसलिए बोल रहा हूँ. Like I think it's too detached to POV for me. Like I'm like. आपको नहीं पसंद आई इसलिए मैंने ज़्यादा बोला. I know, I know, I know. Right, anyways, let's should we go to the end of Hibatas to go? So we'll to, uh, go to the ending, right? I think that's uh, the ending, ending. As in the one which Varun is, I know, has <laughs> lots to say about. uh and but yeah what did you guys think of it did you i to got properly like shocked uh, in a pleasant way so speak about it first because he needs to leave right? yes hemant go first i loved it it was the whole point of the whole the whole <laughs> it was something that was it was supposed to be the point of the story this is all the whole uh point of us be us looking at crime yeah. in entertainment point of view is not something that what we supposed to be learning it's supposed to be how in what ways we can really fix uh, the system in what hmm. ways we have raised our voices in what ways the voices which were suppressed should be given more power to actually in room to be uh, to be breathing and to be actually and that was the whole point of it and that hmm. was whole, the whole thing that scorsese wanted to do him doing hmm. it himself made it even uh, amazing and also mm-hmm. it was kind of like a cop out because they didn't know where else to take the story yeah. <laughs> this could become a tv series a uh, mini series but he was <laughs> Just edit there, turn it into yeah. turn it yeah. into a commentary on society rather than make a yeah. whole story out of this. They could yeah. have gone years, years, years about like this whole thing of like yeah. No, I mean they could have just ended at the like the whole final shot of the court, whatever court room ka interior where she leaves. They have a wide shot, I think, which I was like, there's a solid like ending shot also, and then you have like those titles saying what happened to each of the players afterwards. and yeah. whatever directed by but i was like oh wow this this thing came out out of nowhere i was like what is this happening that was that, I mean, title, also jack white is in it man what else do you want <laughs> <laughs> suddenly yeah. starting we are going to be friends <laughs> all right yeah. well that's yeah that's i mean i love the movie for that that's why i gave it like five stars i was this is somewhere yeah. 
up there i think raging bull is still his best movie but uh, mm. like i think uh, i think this is sounds i think that this is a this i guess this would be in my top 5 of scorsese this will be number 3 oh actually, yeah taxi driver next yeah good friends is actually fourth now okay But just because, just for for everyone to know, I am I am into Scorsese because of Heyman only. <laughs> I I didn't know of him before Heyman told me about him. Also, I know Scorsese in my first movie, and still my favorite. Actually, I guess my favorite movie is still Aviator. So Aviator. I, everyone seems to like that. Movie. <laughs> Love that movie, man. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> When I need to watch it. क्या boring थी? No no no. Howard Hughes is. Lord. Kate Blanchett is also in it, no? Yeah. yeah. So okay, thank you, Evan. Uh, again, yeah, take yes, yes, yes. Yes, guys, what did you guys think of the ending, then? Why don't you go? Because I think you yeah. have more of an issue with that. I think I I was just I had that basic audience reaction of Hey, you cheated me for three hours, three and a half hours. Uh-huh. <laughs> because I would much rather you gave me a framing device at the beginning. Pehle se. Huh. Either you do that or you bring it in somewhere in the middle. Right, it would have been so Scorsese to give us a framing device fifteen minutes into the movie. That this, this sir, what's actually. Sir, today, if you do that, then you will reach Adam McKay territory. So that's why he didn't do it. Scorsese would still do it much better. But <laughs> yes. I think apart from his part in it, which yeah. felt very moving, because that's just the way he speaks. He speaks. manages hmm. to evoke something. Yes. Mean, because know, he means it. He's not just. You know, if if you look at some of uh, the old, uh, not just the old stuff, but whatever films Yash Chopra made, mm. he used to do these little narrations in Urdu mm. or in Hindustani, whatever. Mm. And for a change, it was a director speaking with to great effect about their film, yeah. or about what they wanted to do, or about what the story, what about the story they were telling. I felt yeah. that with Scorsese. but mm. the rest of it however well produced and well directed it may be and i loved it i loved the fact that you know he, the, to show the striking of a match he's going cutting to a person doing like some holy work or yeah, yeah yeah i the piece just didn't work for me it was like you, you can't bring this in right at the end yeah. it feels like you're short changing me because it's a great alternative to you know showing titles on the screen of course because mm-hmm. nobody wants to end their film like that yeah and Audiences start to get up almost right when you put yeah. a title on the screen. Yeah. So I feel, but I felt like the device, if it had just come in earlier, somewhere in the film, I would have gone with it. But because it came in right at the end, it felt more, as Heman pointed out in a way, it felt more like a cop out than anything else. Yeah. Varun is hitting machhars here or makhis. <laughs> Tropical yeah. country, me rehne. Ah, <laughs> uh, Sanjit. Ah, uh, so. objectively just as a viewer i thought it was a very interesting way to kind of take your film to an in a certain territory yeah. where you're not just making a film but you're also kind of putting the commentary out there yeah. and the way you also kind of do it as like a radio show yeah uh, 
that for me was just very interesting because i was mm-hmm. like you took me somewhere i didn't expect i would go the second thing that i would like to say is as like someone who'd like to analyze it i thought it was a great way of uh, of trying to say uh, of just trying to put this in uh, let's say media right yeah because of of whatever the killings happened it it, it kind of uh, there's that thing right it's just a tragedy for me it was yeah. like there is some archival thing about some it is documented in some way of course it was documented earlier in the film the way it began in a certain way and yeah. then it kind of bookends for me in that very good sense that it kind of is about archival and documenting about lives and about the place and about the people and about the time yeah uh, history in a certain sense so so that for me really works uh, mm. and i i'm just putting it very simply that it works but it really did affect me when when he's trying to really talk about it mm-hmm. i i really thought i mean it was moving for me because i thought it is coming from a place of deep empathy for these people and mm. for the time yeah uh, that was lived and that now we are living 100 years apart more or less yeah 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 i think that's interesting i mean i uh, i think uh, i was just i it's one of those things right it's like a jolt and you just like how you uh-huh. react to it also is very much you know it depends on how you're generally otherwise also i think in the feeling at that moment in time i in fact had really liked the previous shot or at which i like i was like okay you can end your film at that and i'd be very like you know oh happy with it like it's a very powerful moment in many senses i actually don't remember that well hey, she That's leaves the room and it's a wide shot i think okay i mean this is more In my of head course this the, is going to be yes the, the drumming the, the, drumming the, the yes yes the Red overhead right and it dissolves yes 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 yeah 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 nee i think uh, but yeah i think the whole what you're saying about the documenting i feel to me it struck much more as a sort of you know as much as what we have told you right now it is still just another white person uh telling this story like it felt like very much an acknowledgement of you know limitations in what this story that has yeah. been told is still no, there I mean, are still there he's aware about whatever the repercussions of course of i mean the, a lot of people use this sort of device in any case to undercut the your hollywood classicism or whatever like this is your brechtian whatever nonsense mm-hmm. you want to call it uh, alienation yeah. device <laughs> i mean no, as in I'm, i'm like you cannot do fancy dancey words and just say alienation effect or whatever like you know it uh, i mean Wes Anderson's been doing that consistently now though like mm-hmm. aaj is saal mein he's done it so much in both of his movies that you're just like you know and what okay. varun is saying actually the consistency in which wes anderson employs it works much more for me also like no, you know I, I, so i am kind of with all these things because i am kind of taken aback with these decisions in in a good mm-hmm. way yeah like i remember like this kind of reminded me the first thing that i'm kind of reminded of is inglorious bastards where it kind of cuts to hugo stiglitz yeah. right his back story and the way it kind of transitions oh yeah that, i hated oh, that for me at that time when i watched it i was like oh you can do this as well so yes. i mean i'm i'm that not... and sam jackson sudden narration right it just yeah 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 and so this is also like that okay it's, it's not more about discovery but it it's more about oh you can, can do this as well yeah yeah so so that's for me that is for me is a very good idea or a thought that would really okay. take the film from a certain point to a certain point 
got it mostly upscaling the whole okay. idea so oh, i definitely right. like treat, like the way scorsese employed it here than what you're saying about bastards because huh? my biggest problem actually with bastards is what you were saying i think he gets in the way of it too much sometimes i'm like bhai itna acha dialogue scene chal raha hai hat kyu rahe ho aise i'm like ruko wahin pe ruke raho like as in like potential was building But or whatever i think i think just like scorsese's strength is uh, pulling a scene in its quieter moments mm-hmm. uh, tarantino's strength is overwriting a scene over directing a scene and just I don't letting think, it become yeah. a mess at a point but still making managing i think overwriting i buy i think over directing me uska issue hai like to me like i find it a bit uh, in those scenarios the problem is for me in something like bastards when you're in the basement scene i'm hmm. so much into the overwriting and you know the tension that's been built that when you have that flashback whatever occur i'm like what is this like i'm like i was so into the scene stop puncturing your own scene which is so well written essentially that's my reaction for me i think is it's more to do with what i perceive it as or how i am interpreting as just taking you by surprise okay that for me is in a big this in this happens when you're watching yeah. a film so when you're watching a I, I, again this is all comes down to just my opinion and my perspective yeah. and why i like it also is because because it's always breaking that sir, idea sir everyone loves inglorious okay you are on the correct side of quote and quote history no, no no it's it's not about every yeah. everyone loves or not yeah. if anyone loves or not it's yeah. about me how how i am yeah. perceiving it and how, how i think is how i think of it is that it's always taking you in a certain way yeah i like tarantino because he's always holding my hand and taking me somewhere on a journey that for me is is a different experience i mean i know we are digressing somewhere else no no we are not because it's very linked to where uh, somewhat how, linked to where I mean, what this th- is that's why i like when tarantino directs or writes or something like that and with scorsese here is again i mean he's not holding my hand, hand and taking me on a journey but it's more to do with it's it's taking me by surprise in a good way and just putting a lot of things in a different context of course yes that for me is a bigger uh no no i get i mean uh, when also for me no no when it happened in the film i was like and after like that you know the after one hour jab main soch raha tha and i had to write something i was like firstly i can't spoil this because you know in a review you don't want to spoil this is like genuinely i was like this is the type of moment if someone spoils for me i had like hit them on the head with their whatever uh-huh, uh-huh. a book or something yeah. uh but uh, or my hand <laughs> whatever it is but uh, uh-huh. no when it happened i was like oh this is so ingenious and all that and then i kind of just like the more i've thought about it the more i'm like is this just a thing where they made the whole film realized that maybe the osage perspective is not adequately explored and then we're like let me just put this as a as a brief aside that you know there no, are limitations to the perspective also with sensitivity right yeah. you need like what now what i'm kind of reminded of uh, now is gangs of new york i, mm. I don't know you guys i'm not seen i've yeah. not seen yeah. he hates it ending you remember the one which plays over the credits yeah, yeah, yeah. whole thing the grave and the shot of the city yeah 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 i mean it's it's not a spoiler because it's, no, it's, it's history right that is um, a theek hai you can spoil you're allowed no 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 i don't want to because i mean for that moment it kind of still works because uh, 2001 had just occurred and this came out in okay. 2002 gangs of new york yeah so, so it was a post 911 thing you it huh. did kind of put a certain image as something of a symbol in context yeah can i recommend a, another movie which which does this really really well 
yeah, yeah, uh, Spike Lee's uh, 25th hour. Okay, I haven't seen it. The opening credits of that are uh, a re- quote unquote recreation of uh, WTC. And it oh, took, is it? Yeah. Is it, that yeah, what yeah. the film is also about? Because I don't know. What no, no, it's it is set, it's totally set during New York after post 9/11. So it it has oh, okay. it doesn't overtly address it, but it has that element of you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Paranoia and then you smile, no, Dhruv. I thought you were mm-hmm. going to mention some film jokingly. No, 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 sir. Okay, New York. Yes, ha. Uh, Kabir Khan's New York. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going there. <laughs> no, no, no. Which a good movie. I, you know, I have some self-seriousness also, sir. It's not be, it's not be parodic. You're funny and at very less time. But yeah, I think I sir I try okay. But I do try. <laughs> but anyways, go ahead. You were saying sorry. No, yeah, I mean that's pretty much it. Like okay. what I was trying to say was it it works in a different way there and works in a certain way here because, yeah. because he's also living in the current times, right? I, yeah. There's there are only very few filmmakers that really have lived up to you know the times that they live in. Very few. Yeah. Consistent. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. That's why. Anyway, I... But again, no, no. I totally get what you mean. I'm uh, yeah. the other. Uh... No, but I was just thinking. For me, again, I think it's about what Varun said. Slightly more consistent approach probably does work yeah. better for me. Like I, you know, I can buy it more when it's being consistently slightly undercut. I don't know if this is true, right? But in the Irishman, there are moments where De Niro looks directly at the camera. Like I don't yeah, I does. think there uh-huh. are like, the dinner like, especially the dinner. Uh, they, and he just that. like look and I'm like you know it's that really strange scenario where you're like okay is this like a distancing effect is this what what is happening here I think that because it's slightly more you know I think it happens two three times in that film especially later on and I think something like that affects the whole thinker project much more for me or or if you want to take more sort of you know old school examples i don't know i'm pretty sure uh this would be a uh text that he would have cited for other stuff at least hiroshima monomore by uh alan renee uh has this whole thing about especially the opening is really famous about this woman who's french and the guy who's japanese talking about you know can the French tell the story of the Japanese, essentially? Can they understand the emotion, what went through in Hiroshima and Nagasaki at that day? And uh, the that tension, because it's involved so much from the beginning, it sort of has a bigger impact on, you know, this whole thing about a white person being able to tell uh, Osage's story, etc., etc. So I thought there's yeah. a lot of stuff to dig through in that ending, by the way. Like, that's a good thing. Like, I'm conflicted about it still, which I think is a very good thing. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I guess I have been somewhat convinced. I would like to say to visit it once more, especially yeah. at home. Yeah, me too. I think uh, I watch it at that at that moment itself because I was like, I really want to dig more into the film and understand a little bit. Ghar pe the aegi to dekhenge, sir. I did the want to ask the two of you. Mm-hmm. Did either of you, because I didn't, did either of you feel three and a half hours? Hundred percent. Uh so in the the this could also be reason because I didn't sleep the whole night because I was traveling. Uh, yes. I had a flight in the morning and then I didn't sleep. And then once I landed, I after settling down in the hostel, I straight up landed at cinema. Yeah. So I did feel the first 30 to 50 minutes a little much because I was like, okay, I don't know if I'll be able to stay up for the whole film. Yeah. But I don't know, for some reason, I got into the film right after, I, I think around Anna's murder. Hmm. And that for, from that point onwards, it was 
I think it went somewhere. And I was like, just totally into the film. I, I didn't look anywhere else but the screen. So for me, it really works. Again, yeah. I, I I have reasons why I wasn't really into the film in the first 30-40 minutes. But yeah, that's I what I'm to, I really want to rewatch. I to think it's hard. This is the type of movie I find hard to recommend to people. I found I found Irishman hard to sell to people because I felt okay. I I watched Irishman over three days. It was not, okay. Okay. It's not possible for me to do it in one sitting. Okay. But I think okay. this time because captive in a in a cinema. Even in a cinema, yeah. Yeah, yeah you can't really walk out, especially yeah. because I think today or tomorrow is going to be the film's last day. Last day. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah. Tenth. Tiger, Tiger takes over, and, sir. Yeah, Tiger mm. takes over. Sadly. Mm-hmm. Well. Not sadly. Sadly. No, sadly, sir, you're going to go and see it. Sir, three of us. You're telling me. Huh? Three of us. Four, three of us has also lost screens to Tiger. No, but three of it, us to Nikali That's the sad part. I'm hmm. very surprised it didn't get ah, like, like people in Bhopal and all the same name will ask. Are yeah. yeah, I'm surprised. There were on 13th October, hmm. there were a few films of Sanjay Mishra's which got a release. Hmm. And they had screens, decent number of screens. Yeah. And I'm surprised with the star cast, which is fairly popular more than Sanjay Mishra's. No, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Other mm-hmm. background cast mm. that didn't get screens or shows or whatever. एक और reason फेंक दूँ उसके लिए. क्या? The Marvels, maybe. No, but Marvels is whatever. Screens, screens blocked होते हैं ना. The X number of screens will go. But you said ना कि उसको no one took it or something on streaming, so they had to release it or something like that. ना you said. Three of us. No, I. You said it. Aryan said it. I don't know who said it. It it got uh, it it was uh, it was bought by Allu Arvind, who's the producer. Of a lot of Jersey and stuff. Yeah, he's the big shot Telugu producer. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Top shot. So yeah, but yeah, anyway, this, this didn't feel very long to me for whatever reason. Wow. I first that's, because I had I argued, wish. I had argued to get into the movie. Yes. So, like we've cancelled the show and good. all. You should fight all this. And I got a good seat. The thing was, I managed to be right dead center. Nice. On the top tier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was sitting comfortably. So you you, you weren't at N Mac balcony. No. Then <laughs> <laughs> people won't get point. this reference until they've seen the Mami episode. They, I mean, they, I mean, they, they shouldn't get the reference. They shouldn't get N Mac only. जाना ही मत कहीं. जानने की नहीं जरूरत वो है क्या? Mami गिरी. On the on their PPT size screen. Business. कुछ नहीं. हाँ हाँ. ये माँ हाँ ये जो भी. Sorry. No, it's so I I. I found myself going with the film very early. Sir, like, I, I unfortunately bought like popcorn in the interval and I regret it right now so much because I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> you want caramel popcorn. Caramel popcorn, but it's uh, uh, normal size. Ka milta, oh, it's uh, American size, no? Uh, American uh, size. Uh, 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 like, what's, going... what's American size? Everything is stupid जाना 
मैंने और भी देखी है ना जो पिक्चर दो दो घंटे की थी बट लगती थी तीन तीन चार चार घंटे की है वो भी तो काउंट होंगी डिस्कशन एंड there's other films coming out i'm sure i'll have other films to hate this year also uh, uh, already do teen ho chuki hai right baaki kya hai bacha hua actually ab to sab mujhe acha lagna chahiye yaar kuch to aana chahiye ha you to like hirani so i mean ha i don't mind hirani but killer is coming to tomorrow yaar morning killer bhai wo to main thoda kam hi rakh raha hu expectation ab main sabke liye kam rakh raha hu ha मैं एक चीज दो चीजों के लिए कम नहीं है मेरी एक्सपेक्टेशन और वो होएगी भी नहीं सो दे बेटर बी ब्लडी गुड पुअर थिंग्स बाय लैंथमोस बिकॉज़ आई एम अ लैंथमोस फैन एंड जोन ऑफ इंटरेस्ट बाय जॉनथन ग्लेजर बिकॉज़ आई एम अ जॉनथन ग्लेजर फैन सो यस मेरा तो मेरा तो नेपोलियन में बड़ा होप है उसमें तो होप ही नहीं है प्लीज डोंट हैव एनी होप्स आई सॉ द ट्रेलर बिफोर किलर्स एंड आई वाज लाइक ओके दिस अरे दैट्स द वन दे कट टू लाइक आई थिंक नो बट जनरली आई Okay, I I I have have maybe I have seen a lot of trailers to kind of understand what the film is really about. Most... Ka cut dekhna, sir. Apple Haan, I, I think that's the thing with Ridley Scott, right? You have to watch the director's cut only. आप लोग बताना कैसी है और डिस्कशन में सुनूंगा मैं एडिट भी कर दूंगा क्योंकि वो पिक्चर से छोटा होगा सो यस No, if I come off to Delhi, you're bloody coming with me for Napoleon. No ways. Are we going for fucking Napoleon, Sanjit? What else will you go? My for? my oh, swear, you you, you made me swear. You made me swear that that's how much I'm terrified by it. Are you no no go for Napoleon? Are you sir? Up. I'm going to go uh, because of course you're going to go. You don't mind last duel and all. Last duel I thought was four hours long. It was two and a half hours. Last duel I have yet to watch. I'm going to watch all these before I go in. Oh, House of Gucci was actually five hours long. I, the only movie I've actually felt that short and which is super long is Magnolia. I think Magnolia is the only film where I think it runs. Because it moves runs. faster, right? It yeah. moves faster. Because it is it very the the shortest film actually. You think uh, you know what I think I've like I felt I've watched is Train Spotting because I think it runs on freaking acid. Uh, yeah. By Danny Boyle because he does over direct of course so yeah. But that's a lot of British directors. No, not true. Yeah. A lot of British directors, but we that's a different. Mike Lee. Or a different day. Let's okay. Anyways, let's uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. We recommend it all to everyone, even though we have it. different degrees of recommendation. recommendation. Yeah. yeah, different degrees of recommendation. Okay, yeah. never mind. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Uh, Nicely, you took over, huh, Sanjeev? Nice. Yeah, but do you want to end it then? No, 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 no. Please take over. That's important. Yeah. 
थैंक यू सो मच फॉर लिसनिंग टू दिस एपिसोड प्लीज शेयर विद फ्रेंड्स हु लाइक टू लिसन टू फिल्म पॉडकास्ट और समथिंग लाइक ऑन दोस लाइंस प्लीज रेट अस ऑन स्पॉटीफाई इट हेल्प्स अस रीच आउट टू मोर पीपल प्लीज राइट अ रिव्यू ऑन एप्पल पॉडकास्ट और एनी अदर पॉडकास्ट और एनी अदर प्लेटफॉर्म दैट यू गेट दिस पॉडकास्ट ऑन यू कैन फॉलो ध्रुव ऑन हिज इंस्टाग्राम पेज एट टर्मिनल सिनेमा यू कैन फॉलो वरुण ऑन हिज इंस्टाग्राम पेज आई फॉरगॉट योर हैंडल इट्स सिनेफाइल स्टॉक सिनेफाइल स्टॉक Uh, on Instagram as well. The links are also in bio. You can follow me at pixel underscore baba. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Please, please share it with friends or anywhere or anyone. Next episode is singular killer. I don't with know. Two killers. Come, no, no. This episode comes out. Acha when Apple me. Apple, 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 Apple release. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Again. Killer thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting us. This is the end of the episode. Khatam. <laughs>